Hello, boys and ghouls. I know this is a long time between my episodes, but... Um, it's really, you know... I know I've talked before about the movies that started me off on this path of... Gore, I guess you'd call it. Um, I call it... You know, being bored and lonely and by yourself when you're young and all you ever get is crap from people. I had a tendency to hide in movies, you know, from the outside world. I really did. And uh, my first movie was, uh, well, first real horror movie. I saw two in one day. My sister snuck me into The Exorcist. <clears throat> and then I snuck into the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> 1974. When that one came out. And then, you know, I go through all the typical horror movies like Jaws, The Shining, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, you know, and it just goes on and on from there. I, And I've never been a big fan of zombie movies. I think they're kind of stupid, but... And I don't really like vampire flicks either. Um, the stupidest one ever made was called The Lost Boys. Um, I beg to differ. It had its moments. Shelley liked it. I just didn't like those two kids who were in it, you know? Um, a couple of weirdos. Oh, they they become their child actors, and after the big movie they're in, does, they don't get any more roles, so they, you know, oh, woe is me. I should kill myself. Um, do what most other people do. Find something else to do with your life. Um, that's what we're supposed to do. Holy shit. Huh? Said that's what we're supposed to do. Holy shit. <laughs> um, we just never know from day one. You know, you just find something you like to do and do it. You know, there's, but I've had too many people in my life telling me. Uh, my brother, I can't play guitar. I'll never be able to play guitar. Um, the people I thought were my friends telling me that I was less than shit, worthless. And you know, when you're a kid, you believe these things because the time period I grew up in was harsh, man. It isn't like nowadays for these kids. You know, our parents were in their own little world, they're all, they were always out working. My mom was always out working at the bars. She was a bar fly, serving, you know, playing pool, doing whatever. Um, so we pretty much got left with my sister growing up. And that wasn't fair to my sister. You know, it wasn't fair to us. My mom's not going to be around much longer, I don't think, because right now she's got dementia, which is the biggest horror story you could possibly imagine to me. Um, forgetting who you are, or even people who love you. You know, um, can't be anything scarier than that. But then we get into movies like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a child of the movies, so I've seen Close Encounters and Star Wars and, you know, all the big 
so-called named movies. Like, I didn't like all of the Marvel movies. Iron Man and Captain America and all that stuff. My favorite character in uh, the Marvel movies was uh, Bucky. The Winter Soldier. Um, bad guys always tend to finish first. There's a finish last, so... Um, she's having trouble talking. She's got a sore throat. Um, but you know, these time periods in your life, they, had, they, they have a tendency to define who you are as you grow up. You know, I'm, I'm cynical. I'm, you know, uh, I'm the first person. I've always been, as I got older, the first person to hurt somebody else because that's all anybody's ever did to me first. This hurt me first, so I got into that, you know, um, which is why I, uh, I've been alone most of my life. I didn't want to be hurt, you know, because I, I did enough hurting of myself over the years. <laughs> but uh, So I kind of turned to reading, you know. Um, I read a lot of books. At this point, I'm 56 years old. In my life, I'd probably say I've read close to a thousand or more books. Um, I wish I could still remember the names of all of them, but I've always wanted to write a list, you know, just go through images on Google and see if I could find books that look familiar to me and write them down, because I know once I see the cover, I know I've read it. I know I did. Um... And, it's usually, and it was usually sci-fi or horror, you know. Um, one of my favorite all-time books was Splinter of the Mind's Eye. It was an offshoot Star Wars story where Luke and Leia, they get trapped on this planet and they find out about this thing called, this crystal that magnifies the force, makes whoever owns it that much more invincible. invincible. And guess who's drawn to the power also? Because he, he can sense wherever Luke is, and that's Vader. It's a really good story, you know. Um, so just, that's that's who I am. That's what I've done in my life. I've, uh, I remember a movie called Zombies, where the opening scene is where, uh, I can't remember, it's like a 78, I think, where the opening scene is where these cops board this boat in the middle of, New York Harbor, nobody on it apparently. But then they open the store and all hell breaks loose. Um, yeah, the cover, the uh, the poster. I wish I could still get my hands on it. Just a dead guy like this, Jelly, with worms falling out of his no. eyes and oh, stuff. Sorry. No, thank you. And uh, <laughs> um, and then I discovered John Carpenter, nineteen seventy eight, with Halloween. I hadn't quite seen. Um, his first movie, which was, well, to me, was uh, Assault on Precinct 13. And to me, that's the pinnacle of his movies. That's the, the, the jewel in the crown. You know, uh, you get Assault, Halloween, The Thing is the Crown. And then you get uh, They Live, which is like the Joker, the court jester of the kingdom, you know. And then you get uh, Christine, which is 
it's different all to itself. They couldn't pick the better actor. I mean, that that kid was in Jaws, too. I think he's one of the boneheads. Yeah, he was one of those boneheads that went out on those boats when they weren't supposed to, and got stuck. Yeah, and then Chief Brody, he finds out and he goes out there on his boat to try to rescue, be the hero and rescue everybody. Michael and his little his little one there is there too. Was it wasn't it Seth? His little one's name was Seth, I think. Um, but in movies like that, I think I take. You only remember Michael's name because he gets yelled at all the time. Yeah, he's getting in trouble all the time. His dad's like, "Michael, get out of that boat! It's in the water." Get out of that boat. He's not in the water. I doubt he'll go in the water after what happened yesterday. He says, no, don't say that. I don't want that to happen. And then she opens that book and sees a shark eating a boat. She's like, Michael, out of the water now. <laughs> Get out of the water right now. Um, there's nothing better than the original Jaws. but, And then the sequels I take the best moments from you know i'll watch the whole movie but like part three was was stupid but it had its moments jaws three and 3d jaws two was yep and then like say jaws two was uh it was good it was really good not quite as good as the first but i think it was on par with it but then I've, I don't think I've ever seen Jaws 4 or The Revenge or any of that other crap. Um, it's like Halloween, you know. Halloween is the best Halloween movie of Halloween movies ever made. But then you get Halloween 2. I think they tried too hard with that one. It was good, but it's not quite as good as the first. Yeah, they hadn't finished off Michael. Um I mean, in 1978, when he shoots Michael and he falls out that, off that balcony and he walks over to the balcony and he's like, Michael disappeared, right? Nobody had ever seen that kind of thing before, you know? Um, there had to be a sequel. But like I say, it wasn't as good as the first one, but it was good. And then I avoided Halloween 3 for years because I didn't think it was going to be good, any good. You know, all you hear about is these masks that make people... I thought it was... Made people, yeah, and I finally watched it with Shelley, and I loved it. I think it's as good as part one myself. You know, it's different. It doesn't follow storyline of Michael, but you know, as far as I'm concerned, if you make a movie and you kill the bad guy, and you decide to make a part two, the part two is not going to be about the bad guy. It's going to be about the survivors of the first movie, right? <coughs> kind of like Halloween 2. But if you've never seen any of the 80s horror movies, the bad guy never dies. No, never dies. You never know. There's that movie called Black Christmas, the one that was made in 1974 with Margot Kidder. Yes, that Margot Kidder, the crazy one. Um, excellent movie. Freaked me the fuck out. First time I ever seen it. 
the remake was kind of, <laughs> especially when the guy makes cookies out of human skin. Um, it went over the top with, you know, the original. Because, well, I even in part two, you don't know who the killer is. But, um, and then you get uh, the Val Valentine's Day Massacre or whatever. About that miner who kills people. Yes, it's Valentine's Day Massacre. Yeah. Um, the mo first one was... See, back in the 70s and 80s, they thought less was more. So they didn't show a lot of gore and whatnot. There was some gore, you know, but it, you could tell the blood was fake and whatever, right? But when they did the remake with that kid from Supernatural, I can't remember his name... Um, that movie was gory. The opening scene where uh, Harry Warden kills all those people in that hospital. You know, you didn't see that in the first movie. But I thought it was good. You know. But I like crazy movies like Cabin Fever and... Uh, of course... I almost forgot. Okay. Um... Psycho Gorman. Awesome movie. <laughs> um, it goes along. It, it has the same feel as a movie called The Gates. Um, the Gate. I did. Well, I just like to let people know that if anybody listens, that you know, if I think a movie's good, because like I said, I've been watching them since I was a kid. I've watched them enough talked about them enough I think I can pretty much tell when the music is good and when the story's good you know you had some pretty crappy ones though I, I have some crappy movies but you know what <clears throat> in order for a roast to grow you've got to shit on it oh my fuck <laughs> right oh, no you gotta shit. wade through some shit to get a rose Um, well, <laughs> literally, right? And then a couple years ago, when I was living down in St. George, Utah, lo and behold, I found this old video store. I don't know why they were still in operation at that point, because Redbox had been out for a while. Blockbuster was still around, I think. Hollywood Video and stuff like that. I think they're at that point where they, they were just starting to fade out. But I found this old video store. And holy cow. They had this fucking horror section that... I, I wonder if that video store is even still there. I'm going to have to look that up. Um, but I used to go in there like once a week and rent like three or four movies. Because he, he let you check them out for th uh, seven days. Uh, the new ones were like three days, but I wasn't really interested in the new ones because once you've seen a new one, you've seen them all, right? Unless it's something off the wall like Psycho Gorman or Willie's uh, Wonderland. Uh, is that what it's called? Yes. With Nicolas Cage? Yes. You know what? I have seen a lot of strange movies in my life. I've seen a lot of good ones. A lot of good strange ones. And I'm here to tell you, 
that one with Nick Cage is off the charts, man. I don't know him to give a movie five to ten stars, but Willie's got five stars for me. Um, and a little spoiler alert, he doesn't talk at all through the whole movie. He lets his acting do it. But you know what? It's Nick Cage, you know? Who the fuck cares if he talks? It's Nick Cage, you know? Uh, although he does some wild off off the wall shit, like he's in a movie called Jiu Jitsu, he's in a movie called Willie's Wonderland, he's in, you know, you name it, he's in it, and uh, he doesn't care. It looks to me like he's just having fun. See, at first, when I first heard about Nick Cage, I thought, oh, here's another up and coming Hollywood preppy who's related to actors and directors and shit, you know. Um, then I come to find out he was in debt $25 million. I know he's an Oscar winner, but. Huh? Yeah, he got in debt with the law or something. He just spent too much. And he had this overspending habit. And uh, all of a sudden he just, he's in, uh, been in a hundred movies. Not, that's not why he's in every movie. He's not an A-lister anymore. So he's getting out there because he wants to work. Yeah, he wants to work. He wants to, you know, keep his name in the lights, but. That paycheck he gets, it can't be that bad either, you know. I'd imagine he's paid off his debt by now. <laughs> you know, it'd be nice to. It would be nice to go to work and pay off your debt within a couple of, you know, of what you're what you're good at. But I wanted to talk about tonight's movie. We watched a crazy one about before this called the Swarm. Remember the Swarm, Shelley? That was. That was one of the ones that the lead actor. There's two of them. Pull the whole movie because it's so freaking stupid. Yeah, uh, yeah. The the movie called The Swarm. The the woman was kind of, eh, but he did a good job of holding this movie together. You know, um, this guy plays a scientist and works with bees, and he's trying to come up with a new pesticide. Well, apparently, this pesticide he came up with has a tendency to piss these bees off. And if you've ever been stung by a wasp, you know they don't, it doesn't take much to piss them off. Um, they're assholes with wings. They'll sting you and sting you and sting you just because, well, they're wasps. That's what they do. Well, he finds out that this spray he came up with just makes them even worse. And um, they get loose in the swarm. People are stupid, you know. They, they release a swarm and... They attacked this bar- barbecue contest in this little town. It just took a long time to get to the story. It was long, drawn out, you know. Uh, that might be right now. Oh, yeah, the mayor, the guy who played the mayor in this movie, he's like, Come here, honey, you know, and then he'd rub your chin and. Pat your booty. Yeah, then pat her on the butt. Which is automatic sexual harassment nowadays. You know what nowadays? In the military, just before I got in 2003, right, we used to have these uh, meetings and, you know, I thought they were cool because every once in a while they'd come up to somebody and say, well, for sergeant's time, they call it sergeant's time, and it was on a Wednesday, 
and it would be our company. I was in 40 Transportation Company, 593rd Core Support Group, North Fort Lewis, Washington, right? I was a truck driver, 88 Mike. And we would go to the motor pool, and we'd have the mechanics and the drivers and the uh, headquarters company, you know, all in different platoons. And what we were supposed to do, we had these little cards, so we were supposed to go to each group, and they would teach you about fire safety or... Just something off the wall in general, right? And uh, I thought I thought they were fun because we'd have uh, we'd have to take our gas masks, and we'd have to, you know, uh, we'd have our M16 with M16s with us, and we'd have classes on taking them apart, putting them back together, and then we'd see who could do the fastest, you know. Um, we light a fire and talk about how to put it out. You know, you start from the bottom of the fire and work your way up. You don't spray the top of the fire because that could spread it. You spray it at the bottom, right? Oh, come on, you don't put water on a grease fire. No. You don't put water on electrical or grease because all that's going to do is spread it, you know? So, I've lost my train of thought here. I'm just saying, you know... With these movies, it just takes, you know, I get a lot of weird glances, you know, from people. They, they like they don't understand what's going on, you know. Uh, when I told them what I've had to do, I was in the military. Well, I get the same look from people when I tell them I like horror movies. I don't know why, it's just something I do. Um, like I said, I used to sneak into them just to try to, just to feel better about myself, you know. Well, I wasn't old enough, but I didn't want to go see Pippi Longstocking again, because that's all they had when I was growing up was movies like that. Well, then you had Smoking the Bandit, which was totally badass, huh? The original Pippi was actually kind of a good movie. And then when I was a kid, there was uh, uh, Swiss Family Robinson. And they had this, there was this actress, she had red hair. I don't remember her name or anything, but um, God, I was in love with that girl from that movie when I was a kid, man. And then, I just, that's when I discovered Kurt Russell. He was in The Computer Who Wore Tennis Shoes. And I discovered Jan Michael Vincent as the, the strongest man in the world or whatever. He somebody sees him in Africa and they bring him back to America and he can run circles around people and throw javelins farthest and whatever, you know. Um, and the original Herbie. And then there was the cat from outer space with, uh, I don't know if you people will ever know who I'm talking about, but his name was Ken Berry. Um, really strange little guy. He first got his acting uh, the original, the uh, sequel to Mayberry, RFD or whatever they call it. And uh, he went into, he did a couple of movies. He was in Herbie the Love Bug and a few others. And then I discovered Clint Eastwood in Every Which Way But Loose and Every Which Way You Can. And then uh, there was a movie called uh, uh, with Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. About the train. About the train that. Uh, the runaway train and how Gene keeps getting kicked off of the train and trying to get back on it and he 
beats its girl and falls in love and it's it's hilarious. It's a good movie. Yeah. And then when he comes to find out the truth, you know, right near the end of the movie, they save the day and whatever. The train destroys the train station, but everybody lives. Um, except for uh, the bad guy. <laughs> um, so, no, we just watched a movie called Lake Artifact. These five kids go up to this lake, and on the way up there, they pick up a hitchhiker. Well, things get weird from there, right? They start seeing people and seeing themselves, and it's a place where not everything is as it appears. You see a forest, but it's like stuck in a time loop type area where everything happens every three days. You leave, you come, but only one person's allowed to leave. But yeah, well, I know, but um, I I give it five stars. I thought the music was good, the acting was good. You know, five stars out of seven for me. Um, I don't know who these people are that are coming up with these movies, man, but they're doing a good job. That was too weird. It was too, sure it was weird, but no worse than. Uh, uh, the genetic opera. <laughs> that, was, <clears throat> that was awesome. It was an awesome movie, but it was strange. The Devil's Carnival was even... I couldn't get through that one. That I one. Fell yeah, that was dumb. I won't even rate that one. Anyway, today is Thursday, March 25th. Well, it's now March 26th. 1.05 a.m. Salt Lake City, Utah time. We should be going to bed, but just I don't want to. And we're going to call this a night. Now, I'd like to watch a movie called The Strangers next. See what that's like. But you get Amazon Prime. I think it's probably the best thing that's ever happened to people since video videotapes. You know. Mm-hmm. But the only thing, the only bad thing I remember about having to rent videotapes was a limited. What well, they they were limited on what they had, you know. Amazon Prime, you got ten thousand movies on here just in horror alone, you know. So stay scared, you know. Keep watching them, and I will be back. I'm not sure when, but Shelley will make sure that I come back. She's good at keeping me in check, so I love her dearly. Crazy about her. She's the best friend any psycho horror lover could could have. So say goodnight, show. And I will say Sayonara.